0: Welcome to the Long Overdue Podcast Featuring myself, Chris, and Denise, and Chrissy, and Pat When last we left our intrepid podcasters We were discussing science fiction and fantasy Yeah. Which is where we are going to pick up.
1: All right.
2: All right, good. Do we want to define science fiction and fantasy?
1: how much time do we have?
2: (laughs) I mean, just like simple definitions from the dictionary.
1: Yeah, which I wrote down if if you did not. I I don't need them. Thanks. (laughs) I'm good. What do you got? Well, according to dictionary.com,
3: science fiction uh, is a form of fiction that draws imaginatively on scientific knowledge and speculation in its plot, setting, and theme, etc. Mm-hmm. That's the definition.
2: Yep. Merriam Webster defines it as fiction dealing principally with the impact of actual or imagined science on society or individuals, or having a scientific factor as an essential orienting component.
3: Oh, that's broad. More specific than
1: okay so let's, so let's look at science fiction in the scheme of things of talking about types of fiction so when I teach children's literature one of the things we look at is how the various genres um, relate to each other and one whole side of this scheme is fantasy which is Everything that includes something that could not happen in the real world as we know it today. So that includes folklore and fairy tales. Mm-hmm. It includes modern fantasy. And depending on how you look at it, it, it science fiction could be a subgenre of modern fantasy. Simply because modern, because we know who wrote Mm -hmm. it, we know who's responsible for the thought, the the creative process. Um, So looking at it from from that kind of perspective, science fiction is simply one of those sub-genres of modern fantasy as an umbrella genre. Mm -hmm. But then I think a lot of times when we start looking at, oh, what's the difference between science fiction and fantasy, what we're really talking about is... Epic fantasy, like Lord of the Rings, like the Song of Ice and Fire series, those kinds of things. If there's a dragon in it, if there's a dragon <laughs> in it, it's not science fiction, oh, generally, oh oh except it could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing. There are so many mashups. There yes. are so many. I crossed the lines in my book. Examples mm-hmm.
4: that,
1: yeah, especially in comic books. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> and, and that's, huge and that's mashup right yeah, there. It, really it really is. Sci- it really is with so, a scientific twist. I I was looking at just for a whole different reason. I was looking at Michael Haig the illustrator, and he he had a whole career as a children's book illustrator did the most incredible unicorns and dragons and fairies and that kind of thing. Um, But he's lately been doing graphic novels. He's working for dark horse comics. So uh, I think his series a couple of years ago was called the eye of newt or something like (laughs) that. So kind of goofy stuff, but so yeah, we've, we've got a lot of, a lot of crossover, but so we were kind of talking before, I think, about science fiction, science fantasy, mm-hmm. and that those are kind of all on a spectrum from epic fantasy magic lore to s- hardcore science fiction on the other end. Is mm-hmm. that fair? Do we agree on that? Or is yeah. that not? Are we going to argue about that? I'd love to argue about anything, but <laughs> if we don't need to argue about that, we can move on to the next thing. Well, I would have the opinion that anything with
3: that is strictly or mostly magic mm-hmm. and um, it, 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 that falls into a fairy tale, modern fairy tales to me. I mean, I don't think it is on the science fiction spectrum. Well, huh. What
0: if the spectrum is on an X, Y table or, you know, rather than just a... <laughs>
1: Just, okay. Okay. Like, what if it's on
0: just a two-dimensional it. scale rather so than? So, what would those so two? What would those two things be?
3: Plane
1: geometry. What would those two things be, Chris?
0: Would well, be well. You got the x and the y, and so yeah. Got, I got x and y. So what are I guess, x and Y? <laughs> uh, so I guess you yeah. You have science fiction, science fantasy, and something else.
1: Uh huh. What would that other thing be?
0: I don't know. I, did, I just now came up with this concept.
1: Oh. Okay. Uh,
0: I <laughs> didn't I didn't think of it beforehand. I didn't think
1: this through. I well, but I, I, and I see you have graph paper. I do have but graph, graph paper, so I can graph it. If- yeah. Why don't you why don't you ponder on that a bit and come back to it cuz until we know what our axes are, yeah. I don't think we can talk about it. Is this like This is getting this <laughs> so isn't a scale. The tighter you, you close your your grip, the more <laughs> star systems will slip through your fingers, That's right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So speaking of star yeah. Well, yeah. We I mean, we can talk about Star Wars if we want to.
0: Okay, so we'll just agree to That what? To keep it on just a
1: Well, we don't have I mean, if you can if you can tell me what the two axes are, I'm I'm willing to listen. But not if there's an undefined axis. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I'd have to do more thinking okay. to do that on the I can't do that on the spot because <laughs> then I I have to stand by it and
4: it's okay. You can't stand by it unless you, you do some research on it. You know what? I bet we can. I bet
1: we can come back to this another day if you if you come up with yeah. a definition for that second. Or an axis. addendum. Now I have yeah, a, a side, the side project. project. There you go.
4: <laughs> hmm.
1: City time. All right. We're, okay. All right. Um, so, do we want to talk about Star Wars or do we want to talk about other things? I think before
3: episode one through three, Star Wars could have been a mashup <laughs> of <laughs> of a fantasy and science fiction. Okay. But it, it, if if you're going science fantasy, science that does not exist, could not happen, um, and theoretically just isn't possible, then I think Star Wars falls in that category. Okay. A science fantasy.
1: Well, so science fiction... Often the definition includes something about it takes science that we know and takes it steps beyond what mm-hmm. we know. So there's some possibility that in the future, if science continues as we know it, we could get to this thing that's in science A fiction. star drive? A planet made up entirely of a
3: city, Coruscant, mm-hmm. where they would have to somehow... Mm -hmm. generate their own oxygen on a huge global scale pretty crazy Um, all all reserves all um everything would have to be shipped in Mm -hmm. but um, ching ship starship Mm -hmm. you can edit that out that's okay (laughs) but so i don't think i mean theoretically i mean where's the science and here's the funny thing there i think it's like popular science or somewhere they did um they have done articles or they've done little things. Why star drives don't work? Why traveling this way doesn't work? Why Mm -hmm. um, the, um, and and now I'm drawing blanks, but (laughs) the space stations can't work. Uh Why those things could not work today? Why a lightsaber cannot work? You have to have this special crystal that you, you know, you can only get somewhere else and all that stuff. But wait, I, okay, Okay. go ahead. Oh, no. So that's why I, I lob it into, Science. Huh? <laughs> science. <huh?
4: laughs>
3: oh, okay. For, for I, that John, versus something. For like those Star Trek.
1: reasons you named, that's exactly why I call Star Wars science fantasy.
3: Yes, science because fantasy. Because
1: it's in a different universe, so there's mm-hmm. that secondary world stuff going on. Even though it says a long time ago, blah, it looks to us like a possible future, future because we don't or know futuristic. anything about yeah, we don't know anything about other planets where there's sentient life that anybody tells us about anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and then the the kind of like the the hover gliders and the you know that exactly what you were talking about. We don't know anything about any of that stuff. So there's there's a little bit of sciencey stuff, but yeah, it has no basis in real science today.
3: Well, they couldn't uh, at this so, time. They couldn't even. I don't know that they could even posit that something right. like that could even exist. So exactly. there's no exactly. theory behind it. There's no physics or Mm-mm. you know laws Mm-mm. of Mm-mm. physics Mm-mm. behind it.
0: It's the rule of cool.
1: It's the rule of cool.
0: If it's if it's cool, then we <laughs> should do it.
1: So is that why we got those director's editions with all the extra CGI junk? Through?
0: No, I don't know what that is. That is definitely not the rule of I cool. I don't know what that is,
4: because that's
1: not cool. And, yeah.
0: That's a different kind of <laughs> so, discussion.
1: So a, a little bit of a conversation that we had after we stopped recording last time was about those earlier episodes of Star Wars where they start talking. So... so in, in the classic trilogy and then in the newer, the new movies, Seven and Eight so far, Rogue One also, we seem to to have the Force as kind of this supernatural something mm-hmm. out there. But in the early books, especially number one, um, not books, sorry, movies, we, we hear this thing about midichlorians like mm-hmm. it's a scientific explanation mm-hmm. for the Force so, what do y'all have to say about that? I'd love to hear what yeah, you say. And the about force that. became
3: something measurable.
0: Well, I, it's been a while since I've watched it, um, so I don't remember Good exactly reason. how. It, I'm, I don't. I don't m- hate. Hey, we have them in the, the library. It, so. If anybody
3: would yes, like to come do. and check
2: them out for you, yes, the
0: <laughs> yes, we do. But and you uh, can
2: work on the long process of blocking them out <laughs> from your mind.
0: I don't remember um, how much detail they went into in the discussion of that. You know, of right. course, the metachlorine count was important, but was it the... middle? Meta-
1: Anakin's was off the charts.
0: Off the charts. Yeah, yeah. They, they used but, the little
3: tricorder thing. Yeah. I'm mixing science fiction.
1: No, but, <laughs> but that's exactly what it looked
0: like. But yeah. was that, a, is that a... The metachlorians... Is it metachlorine or metachlorian? Metachlorians. That's what I always heard. Midi Midichlorian. <laughs> do they Do they in themselves allow people to use the force or are they just... And some, somehow it's like a... Um, uh, a latent effect, or, or some something yeah, that see, I, don't to yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It seems
1: to me, yeah, they have to be trained definitely to use it. Although we know that that there's the latent ability and some mm-hmm. ability to use it is there. But what I remember, thank you, Qui Gon, is <laughs> that the midi chlorians are the force. Within one. Yeah. So that, yeah. And the more they're, you they're have, they're the greater the your potential. Exactly. The more you have, the the more powerful Jedi or Sith you are. And so...
0: They're a means yeah. of measurement, but again, are they in direct correlation to having the Force? Or are they just, a you know, like... Are they attracted you to know, people? That's
1: a really good. That that's force? a really good question. Are they attract? Can you gain more midi chlorians, or are you born Or they just with grow? The in, they grow in you because <laughs> yeah. you
0: Maybe have Maybe there's the force. a
3: unique face cream that you can use <laughs> that eventually <laughs> you you'll know, absorb that would not
4: more midi <laughs> so it it
1: yeah. just always seemed well, to well, me that yeah. it was like oh we've be, gone through three, three books we've talked about the force. Now let's try to make this real science fiction and talk about a thing, well, like, like a hormone or a chemical <laughs> in, your, in your system or something that well, will explain it. And then they kind of backed off of that again because it just didn't make sense. That's yeah. what I thought.
0: Well, another thing that that I always... just like Jar Jar. I wish that they would have done done more of this, but you know, Obi Wan always talks about the old days and the Republic, and and it was mm-hmm. like it was in a more civilized era. And so I think of episodes four, five, and six as they're in the dark ages. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, the breakdown mm-hmm. of everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
0: there maybe there was a science for something like that at some point, but it's kind of gotten lost in this kind of feudal, uh, this era, this feudal future that they exist in.
3: Like Battlestar Galactica reboot, it ended up being millions of years in the past for humans. <laughs> Sorry,
4: spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh man. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It always seemed to me like it was a big time, the whole midichlorians thing was a big time afterthought. Like, oh, man, we never did explain this in any way. We just made it like, okay, hokey religion, mm-hmm. right. And so to try to to try to give it some kind of objective foundation. Well, that's, they also made they threw it and it mm. Anakin
3: um, fatherless. They never really explained it, but, I mean, it's alluded yeah, that to that Starth Plasius, bizarre. you know, performed experiments on uh-huh. his mom with midi chlorians, and yeah. that's how he got born. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just... Anyway, so, suspension yeah. of disbelief. Uh. <laughs> Star Wars. Suspension
1: of disbelief. There we go. Okay. I just wanted to throw that in because I knew that was something to talk about. So. Mm-hmm. All right. I also
3: think if we're going on to another subject, mm-hmm. within the subject. Sure. I find it interesting that the science fiction are where we are today and what we think of in science fiction, because as I'm you know, I did go to Wikipedia and they have all these genres, subgenres, and in, in science fiction and this, that, and the other. Everybody was trying to define themselves mm-hmm. within science fiction. And I'm thinking like 60 years ago, 70 years ago, when uh, men and women were writing what they considered science fiction and ahead of their time, mm-hmm. but now we look at it and we see it, 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 would we recategorize it as more fantasy than science fiction, like C.S. Lewis's... Uh, yeah. or even Edgar Rice Burroughs,
0: um,
3: hmm. in all his Mars books.
0: Mm, well, H. G. Wells.
1: So H. G. Wells. Yeah. Or? So thinking about H. G. Wells is kind of where I was where I was looking. Yeah, Remember, that's what Jules I was Vern. thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's reasonable to reclassify based Mm-mm. on what we know now. Mm-hmm. I think you have to leave them science fiction because they were great thinkers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they used mm-hmm. what the they knew at yeah. the time. Exactly.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: They used what they knew at the time to, to speculate, to go farther, to take mm-hmm. it to whatever you know extreme they, they took it to, to whatever ultimate whatever they took it to. So I think we have to... We can't re- re-categorize. Yeah. I think we have to leave them science fiction because they were from mm-hmm. their time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like we're, we're writing realistic fiction at a given time and looking back on it 40 years later, we can say, oh, we can't call this contemporary fiction anymore because clearly it didn't happen now. It happened 40 years ago. Then it becomes historical fiction, but that's realism. Mm-hmm. So I think with with... Maybe we need new categories. Maybe we need. We have a lot historical of science science fiction. <laughs> you know, or well, I think those often are called just classic science fiction. Yeah. So, you know, which maybe is the term for historical science fiction that we know is not the way it turned out, or very similar to the way it turned out, eerily similar yeah. to the way it turned out.
3: So there's so many different categories. Yeah, though. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: So, what about dystopian fantasy? Is that science fiction? Dystopian fantasy, can that, or? Can that call, call, fall into science fiction? Okay, my fantasy definition is mm-hmm. really broad.
4: Okay, so, so what, I'm what's thinking an of things
1: like like Divergent, okay. Hunger well, Games, those things. Oh, when you said
3: dystopian fantasy, I was seeing like uh, an event in time went the other direction, and so they're speculating about what things are now. Oh, alternate 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 history. history. Yeah,
1: alternate history. Okay, no. (laughs) Dystopian fantasy refers to a future where some cataclysmic event happened and to change the trajectory Mm -hmm. of society.
0: I think that Hunger Games is mostly, if if anything I'd say it's sci-fi. There's not any suggestion that
4: Mm -hmm.
0: there's any fantastic element mm-hmm. in Not it, at right all. so
1: but is it but is but it is
0: it, sci- sci- is it sci-fi yeah. because it because it doesn't really focus on that or, as an element so
1: it? what i'm really asking is do you consider dystopian it. fiction a separate thing than science fiction or is it by nature of that future world where just dis- where a cataclysmic thing happened science fiction it well, doesn't fall under that broader category mm-hmm.
4: if
3: we're bringing up hunger games um i would say that that is not uh, necessarily science fiction according to our definitions because um mm. the a definition that uh, denise read and the one that i read it the story it, not necessarily centering around the science but a science plays a big part in it. So, mm-hmm. what in something like Hunger Games did science play a big part in? It's all okay. about Katniss well, and her deliverance of uh, this nation.
1: Okay, so so there's a huge part of science, I think, that that makes this happen, and, oh, and it's the virtual reality the of the books. games. <laughs> the the mm-hmm. games are virtual reality, basically. Right. I mean, there's somebody sitting with their team in a in a distant place, making it all up and making it happen in this remote game arena mm-hmm. um just the 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 little bitty thing of when they all have to go up and register before the the drawing for who's going to have to be the tribute you you have a finger prick and it identifies you immediately of who you are based on your blood that i mean that's mm-hmm. a little tiny but, but all of that is Science fiction-y. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It, right. Yeah. It, it yeah, exactly. so that, that's
2: what I was going to say. I was like, yeah. we've got subgenres mm-hmm. that all are part of this mm-hmm. one big umbrella of mm-hmm. science fiction. Mm-hmm. And so. I think dystopian fits under that that umbrella. Because even if you take out a lot of, was it like the fifth wave?
1: Oh yeah, where
2: the aliens, aliens. took out all the mm-hmm. technology, all like just went through all, mm-hmm. all that. It's still you've still got a aliens. Future, still, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Even even though they're more just thought beings. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't read the very last book. I stopped it's after okay. two and a yeah, half. I only read the two. <laughs> I only read two.
4: Yeah.
0: Well, that, and uh, that brings me back to to H. G. Wells and, mm-hmm. and War yeah. of the Worlds. I was thinking of that one. Uh, in particular about um, you know you have the alien invasion the aliens they came in their spaceships and everything but it never never goes into any kind of detail about Mm -hmm. how those ships function or Mm -hmm. you know what powers Mm -hmm. them or why they have force fields Mm -hmm. It's it's all seen from the you know the perspective of the people that are being invaded and
4: that don't know any of those, and they don't know any. Right. It's it's
0: technology. We all they know is that it's technology, but there's but other know, than that, yeah. there's no understanding of how it works.
1: So this this leads us to something that Denise and I kind of brought up that that we thought would be interesting to talk about, and that is science fiction. The science when we think of science fiction in general, typically we think of the hard sciences, natural sciences, applied sciences, but can science fiction also include the social sciences, like psychology, like cultural things? Mm-hmm. So, like library the, science. Library science. <laughs> yes, that is such a soft <laughs> science. Um, so, one of the one of the books that I that I thought of and brought along to to look at and like it's going to help me is um, Fuzzy Nation by John Scalzi. And and a lot of what he, what John Scalzi writes about is is less about the science of the future while Mm -hmm. it is science fiction it's less about the science the hard science of the future than about the social science Mm -hmm. about the culture and what this is going to mean for the future of humanity or the future of of the universe and so fuzzy nation is about um, a corporation that was exploring on behalf of the cause you know whoever is in power and they discovered um, a planet where there are these cute little beings, sort of like Ewoks, not really, but you know, mm-hmm. teddy bear-looking creatures. Um, but on this planet are also huge natural resources that they want to mine. But what what comes up in the in the course of the story is the dilemma that. These beings are sentient beings. They are civilized. They have their own culture, their own language, their own you know, rituals of life. And because they're not human, this corporation wants to ignore the fact that they're sentient beings and just go in and take over this planet and mine everything.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas... There's another group of people who say, oh, no, 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 we have a moral code in exploring the universe. Mm -hmm. And that is, if there are sentient beings, we have to leave them be. They essentially own the land they're Mm -hmm. on, own the planet they're on, so we can't go in and take it over. And it's kind of the, the battle for whether these sentient beings are going to get to live their lives without... Humans coming in and tromping all over everything, basically enslaving them and destroying mm-hmm. the world. So, um, what are your thoughts about science?
0: So that covers social science.
1: Yeah, because it's a, because it's about the culture and mm-hmm. about moral issues rather than just about science, right?
0: I, I, it's a. It sounds. It sounds good. It sounds like a. I mean, but
1: I will say that it's not original. Okay, he took. Someone else's book, little fuzzy by h beam piper nineteen sixty two and reimagined it, but it's a it's a similar premise, so mm-hmm. I will say that it's not absolutely original to him, but I
4: guess yeah, I have a hard you- time'm I'm sorry I'm
3: sorry I've read short stories that are similar in premise mm-hmm. well.
4: mm-hmm.
0: I guess I have a hard time with that example because it's also. Without without that element, it's still a science fiction because they're going to other planets. they're ships, it's a, they you know, are other science fiction elements. So, uh, I guess I was thinking maybe we'd have an example like that just fo- strictly focuses on like social science, like in the world as we know it.
1: Hmm. Uh, well, we do.
3: I was thinking earlier that it, uh, like Mark- Margaret Atwood. Uh-huh. and her whole, I'm a speculative fiction writer. Okay, I'm tell us about fiction. that. Tell us about that. Um, well, in her opinion, <laughs> and I wrote this down because it always makes me laugh, she says science fiction has monsters and spaceships. Speculative fiction could really happen.
4: That's okay. debatable.
3: That's debatable, however. But, okay. <laughs> I mean, she does have a point. I mean, speculative fiction would be... Um, Things that are more soft science, social, um, man in the high castle, um, alternative future kind of things, or alternative reality, maybe? Hmm. Not necessarily science-focused, it's people-focused. Like Fahrenheit um, 451. Yeah. Is that really science fiction? I mean, if we think of it in terms of when it came out, Mm -hmm. it was envisioning a future that wasn't too far gone. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Where, and everything was focused on the people and how government and technology, uh, government used whatever means they had available to control people.
1: Right. So is that science fiction or is that speculative? I think that depends on your definition and whether speculative is separate from science fiction. And I don't think it is because well, dictionary.com.
2: Yep defines speculative fiction as a broad literary genre mm-hmm. encompassing any fiction with supernatural, fantastical, or futuristic elements.
3: Futuristic.
1: Yeah. Well, mm. so so Margaret Atwood, The Handmaid's Tale, I think that's definitely science fiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of science stuff going on there, mm-hmm. but there has been a change in how we see the culture and how the society works there's bit there are there are rules and strictures about how everyone behaves everybody has to stay in their little spot and so it it's imagining a future not far just like you said about um whatever you were just talking about Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451 um, that's that's scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I think maybe the scary part is the is the part that makes it science fiction. I don't know. I think that's a pretty good
0: example, though. I think it's I think that's a good example of like
4: mm-hmm.
0: how we would see like the soft sciences, the social yeah. science, and, yeah. you know, political science and mm-hmm. things like that manifesting in a, a work of fiction, which is still science fiction. Mm-hmm makes sense to me
1: so it's interesting that the episode that makes the society as it is in the handmaid's tale is based on religion and power so there's a there's a religious takeover of people who have a certain religious viewpoint mm-hmm. a particular and, sect, and decide that their way is the best way and somehow take over the country and and everything has to run according to them. So religion, I guess, then doesn't have to be, we, we don't have to throw out religion if we're going to talk about speculative anything. Mm-hmm. And I think speculative is one of the key words for science fiction. Because there's books like
2: Red Rising, That I think is fantasy with just a little touch of science fiction. What is Red Rising? Red Rising is a book by Pierce Brown. It's a trilogy. And it is set very much in the future. Mm -hmm. There's space travel and such. But basically it comes down to people, humans, have gone to Mars. And there are different levels of I don't know what you would call it. Humanity. Based on color.
1: Cast. Like Cast. Caste yeah. system. Yes, thank you. Yeah, definitely.
2: And so the Reds are the lowest of the, the caste, And they pick someone to basically transform into a gold, which is the highest, to start a revolution.
3: To sneak in. Yeah, they're being sneaky. Infiltrate. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: by so, like giving him a whole new body. <laughs> so when I when I read Red Rising, it made me think very much of Divergent. Mm-hmm. Completely different world because Red Rising is out in out in the universe. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the solar system anyway, and and it's a lot more structure. There are a lot more colors, a lot more mm-hmm. groups, but the whole faction system. From Divergent, it's it's again, it's a it's a universe that's a, a society that's not far distant from where we are. Mm-hmm. We find out it's all just made up, as we read through. Oh, spoiler! As we read <laughs> through the other books, but that it's still it's very much a world that we would see today. Except that there's a little bit of stuff that, that we couldn't do, mm-hmm. a little bit going on there. Um, but it's it very much looks like the world we know today, just a little, little far out there,
4: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to this off in space sort of thing. But there, it's the same kind of idea where people are stuck in a, in a caste or a class or a faction. And then they can't get out. They're not allowed to move freely from one to another. They're not allowed to change their minds. They're not allowed to go beyond their their mm-hmm. constraints. And so that's that social science mm-hmm. science fiction kind of thing. So maybe it's all semantics. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think science fiction is just the umbrella. I think all of this falls under it.
3: Actually, I think the uh, umbrella is resting on the floor, upturned, and all of it is falling into it.
4: (laughs) Hmm.
3: And it's a hodgepodge. So
2: then it's a bowl.
3: (laughs) It's a bowl. It's an umbrella that's been inverted, (laughs) carrying things. So a basket. (laughs) But it's an umbrella.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a basket. It's a basket. That's what that's called, right?
3: So you're saying people who like science fiction are basket
1: cases? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This goes back to nerds versus geeks, doesn't it? You really want me to answer that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do (laughs) you?
3: You can. Why not? Something to
1: talk about.
0: (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) That doesn't seem relevant to the conversation.
4: One (laughs) one of
1: the books that I thought of that was, I thought, a good example of science fantasy that has science elements but not really, I don't know, is a children's book, A Wrinkle in Time Mm -hmm. by Madeline Mm L'Engle. And it was kind of considered the first children's science fiction particularly for the first children's science fiction with a female protagonist Mm -hmm. when it was published in 62 um it but it has all the elements of epic fantasy it's got the hero quest it's Mm -hmm. got supernatural beings it's got fantastic objects it's got um other worlds there is some magic in there it's got um, a good versus evil basic conflict but there's a little bit of science in mm-hmm. there so there's the there's the traveling from planet to planet which is the tessering but there's really no scientific basis for that at all it's just it's a tool it's a yeah exactly exactly it's a here we're going to talk about this thing and make it sound like a science thing but it's not really science mm-hmm. it's a thing um but we have that dystopia of Kamazots, the, the planet that they end up going to to find their father, where everybody does everything in perfect rhythm and nobody steps out of line, and if they do, they're punished. Um, it's ruled by a giant brain
4: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: that has no body, um, which is which is able to control the minds of all the people there. But the fact that the power of love is what overcomes that—I don't know if that is very science-y or not. There's that little bitty element of science mm-hmm. that you know is there, but it's all—it's all, it's all kind of it's all about iffy the, know, the edges. absolutely hum- humanity. So I would, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Hmm.
1: Science fantasy, yeah. So Chris, you brought up something last. Last time um, that you were calling not science fiction, but oh. fictional science. Yes, fictional science. Tell us science. about that because I think <laughs> I think I want to argue about that now.
0: <laughs> well, my thought was that because this is this comes this is coming off of my uh, my suggestion that we see science science fiction in what we would normally call fantasy because in those worlds they have according to their, the rules of their, their world, the Mm -hmm. laws of physics or whatever you want to call it, their own Mm -hmm. scientific way of understanding their world Mm -hmm. and using Mm -hmm. that to do whatever they need to do. You know, I guess manipulate magic or, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever it is they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, my term that I finally came to in our other discussion about that was that, that is fictional science it's not science fiction it's fictional science
1: okay, so give us an example of, of that kind of
0: well I would fictional almost there, I guess there's some of that in Star Wars, but I would almost argue against that at least in the movies just because they don't really elaborate that much on the science of things. they just kind of say, "Well, here it is, and this is what it does and and that's it but um as i don't I'm not a huge fan of these books because i I didn't finish the first one sorry i read i think half of it but it was just too much uh, brandon sanderson
1: the stormlight
0: uh, stormlight yeah mistborn there's this oh, whole like elaborate science on you know we use this metal to do this and this metal to do that and mm-hmm. and you know it's like a whole system and that's probably why i got exau- exasperated with it is because okay I, i'm like i don't care about mm-hmm. every little detail about how they use all these metals i want to know why.
2: that's how i feel about like hard science fiction yeah i'm just like i don't care i don't care how you made this happen so
0: so was that part <laughs>
1: of your issue with artemis or i mean i know there were bigger issues with artemis <laughs> no, no, yeah,
4: no, was right. that part of it <laughs> <laughs>
1: was that part of it because i think you know here and there he did stop and give us these long explanations about this particular about thing that welding. was. welding welding and and harvesters and i think i think it definitely bogged
2: down yeah. the story um so the story wasn't really going anywhere. I think he <laughs> needed. what else was he going to write? I know, he needed a that filler. <laughs> that's right, he probably had a page. He was like, page oh. man, I need this to be. But I also think he was trying to
1: recreate
2: the success of the Martian. And that was one of the and things that's about... What
1: that was all about.
2: Yeah, but that worked the for the Martian wrong, right? because he was by himself right. and he had to figure out how to survive. So yeah. him talking to himself about how he's going to make this work made sense right especially to keep himself from going
3: crazy with nobody there to talk to. Uh yeah
2: and so it worked and i think he was trying to recreate that same feeling when he didn't need to and ended up just being boring
1: hmm okay so so chris i'm i'm gonna throw out another term that that might mean the same thing as your fictional science -science? pseudoscience
0: pseudoscience yeah yeah I I that I guess that's uh, kind of the same the same thing, except I re- I would relegate. Pseudo, pseudo s- s- definitely pseudoscience. I would relegate pseudoscience <laughs> to science in our world that we know is bunk.
1: Mm-hmm. We have a lot of that in our current climate. <laughs> so are, so are you thinking of things like alchemy? Would that fall under pseudoscience?
0: In, the, in our uh, of alchemy. In that's our right. world, yeah. I would, yeah. Man, al- the thing about alchemy is that, mm-hmm. uh, like, alchemy is like if someone was practicing it to, like, try and turn metal into gold mm-hmm. or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably not going to work, <laughs> but alchemy also has, Chemical like, a,
1: reaction
0: also has, like, a kind of a spiritual element mm-hmm. to it, like, you have to have, like, the spark, and it has oh, to do with sure. the alignment of astrological bodies and,
3: and whether you're chanting
1: correctly or yeah. Something. But doesn't that doesn't that immediately tell you this is pseudoscience? No, it tells me it's
3: magic.
0: No, I, so yes, I would say I would say it's pseudoscience at, and it is also kind of like X-Men magic. X Men
3: is pseudoscience. Yeah, yeah. yeah X Men. X Men is pseudoscience because they're trying to um, create. This world where technology exists mm-hmm. and the, uh, and you can and it's measurable the, their science is measurable mm-hmm. whether it's be- you know truly believable or not. So I would say that is pseudoscience because it's measurable. It's not magical. It's measurable.
0: But it takes place Cerebro, in a fictional world, so it's fictional DNA, science.
3: Their DNA, the medical <laughs> side of it, all of that. They're trying to use science or or what looks like science to explain these mutants mm-hmm. and also their technological abilities because a lot of them mm-hmm. are, are scientists like um, mm-hmm. like uh, the beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're scientists. Mm-hmm. They're coming up with stuff, right. but it's not real. None of it's real. Uh, n- well, so not, it's not...
1: That's spec- a, that's a broad, it, yeah. broad statement,
3: but um, the majority <laughs> of it is not real. So that's, but that's pseudoscience.
1: So science fiction. It's, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's real science down there somewhere, but... What they're telling us is not real. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: and that's why. You can't it,
1: clone dinosaurs. At the very
3: beginning, when I said that, uh, <laughs> when you were talking about exactly. mashups. <laughs> yeah, well, and it, we were talking about mashups. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think X Men comics and movies and what have you are mashups. Okay. Because they want to throw in these very magical things, mm-hmm. but then explain it, try to explain it with a scientific
1: bent. So, I'm, I'm at a disadvantage because I know the X-Men movies, but I That's don't know okay. anything yeah. about the comics.
3: The story, I mean, stories can be very different, but so, I mean, the elements are the same. The elements mm-hmm. are the same. Okay. Okay. It's, it's mutants, it's pseudoscience, it's humans trying to save the world it's
4: from fictional a variety science. of But
1: problems. we already know, we know that there are genetic mutations. Mm-hmm. So, so who is to say that the kind of mutations that they find that make them the X Men? So then, well, then
3: won't if you're going to go down that road, all mutations thus far have not proven uh, efficacious. I mean, the uh, with the or they are proving to be damaging.
0: Mm-hmm. So there are
3: aren't any mutations that have actually been uh, good for humans um, well, or non-damaging. I mean, good you for can have humans
1: either in some in some. Schools of thought. Right. So it would be a <laughs> philosophy, an
3: idea to say that um, a mutation could lead to a beneficial um, something or other. That's a philosophy. Right. That's an idea.
2: Yeah.
3: And it's not measurable, because everything that has been measured with the idea of mutations uh-huh. leading to beneficial whatever has not proven out. It's oh, not. Oh, um, I think come Darwin would
1: argue with you about that. And I would argue
3: with Darwin. <laughs> He's dead.
1: Yeah,
2: I
3: think he <laughs> argued with himself as well. Oh, and, he absolutely yeah. did. Uh,
2: yeah. So, so then, what makes science fiction just not pseudoscience all around? Yeah. Um, because some science, uh, the science
3: fiction, like with Timothy Zahn, who is a physicist, uh, Julie Zerneda, who is a biologist, they use elements from their actual backgrounds, from their actual studies. Yeah. And then g- jump from there to have um, a story, and that to me is what science fiction is. You're starting with the element of mm-hmm. um, something that is measurable, something that's true, and then you're springboarding off of that and creating the story, um, whatever um, so you, you – it, it
1: it, all ties back like a web. Like So a, you're a telling us that science fiction has to be this very narrow only based on this measurable science and – Oh no! Two steps forward. That's or? why I
3: said earlier with the umbrella, it's inverted. It makes sense to me to invert the umbrella because there's a pinpoint, there's catching, but everything can mix in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can catch it together, but there is a definite somewhere. There's mm-hmm. there's got to be some signs in it. There there's something to jump off of. Okay, so well, even with Star Wars and yeah, even with Star Wars, even though you know I knock it compared to Star mm-hmm. Trek, um, it still has some something scientifical in it to springboard out of
1: hmm.
3: even though it's more fantasy than science fiction
0: sorry i was thinking about the x-men and then the marvel universe and mm-hmm. i brought this up with denise the other day um okay and this probably brings us into a whole nother subgenre or <laughs> whatever we want to call it
3: there's a there's a lot of
4: space for that but uh <laughs>
0: But, like, one of the things in the, that drives me crazy and like, things like the X-Men and, and some of the other superhero-type stuff is, um, and then another science fiction, too, like, even uh, some of the video games I play, like Resident Evil and things like that, is, um, this is just a very minute example, but you always have these characters that they can, like, get their arm cut off and then all of a sudden regenerate and they've got a whole arm. Or you've got characters like the Hulk, who is just a little dude, and then all of a sudden you... And he's, He's huge. It's like where does all that yep. extra mass come from? That that doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense according to the laws of, of no, physics. It now I gave I, saying I gave the Hulk a pass because <laughs> it's it's based on like some kind of quantum physics or something like that. So it um, maybe it's gamma radiation. Yeah, maybe it's multiple molecules existing in multiple places at the same time, thus creating essentially more mass, but still
3: and see, that's science fiction. <laughs> that,
0: and, and that's the thing.
3: Th- <laughs>
0: okay. I was thinking of then, and I actually had this thought just now. I'm like, what about science fiction that's based on the things that we don't yet understand, like even have a scientific understanding of? Because it seems like they're always in, in, un- uncovering, uh, you know, more and more of the you know subparticles. Like there's particles of particles mm-hmm. of particles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do we even know? how all that correlates in the grand scheme of things. And then you build something based on that, which is entirely speculative because you Mm -hmm. don't know anything about it. But it's still based on a... Somewhere down the line, it's still based on a scientific
4: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: starting point.
1: Well, and and to think historically, ancient history, think about the kind of, of rituals that were put into place in order to do something. Like if someone is ill part of the ritual in many cultures was a ritual washing or a ritual cleansing to cleanse them of whatever was possessing them that was mm-hmm. causing them to be ill or, or maimed or whatever. And, and today we know that washing in a, in a medical context of any kind of trying to get somebody well is a really good thing
4: mm-hmm.
1: scientifically. But those rituals that were put into place were simply a matter of, oh, we we think this is a good idea, and we see results. the efficacy of it. We see yeah. some
2: results. Yeah. Because
1: someone that's ill... So obviously, we're praying to the right mm-hmm. being in the right manner, and we're doing the right rituals that, that that being respects and will listen to us. But now we call that science and... You know, it's all the positives of hand washing and germ theory and soap.
0: Well, that gets in, into a whole other <laughs> yeah, a whole other side of the argument.
1: Yeah, it's a that's a different
4: podcast.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, well, just that um, uh, a civilized, you know it's been in, in recent things, but like works of fiction mentioned, but a civilization where technology has reached a certain point will look like magic to mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. right.
0: To a more, less advanced person. Yeah. So, what about, what if you incorporate something like that into it? A- <laughs> like time travel? <laughs> when, well, I am still about look at my like awesome
2: smartphone. No kidding, <laughs> no kidding.
1: But looking, thinking about Star Trek, if, if you're on a planet and you see people in front of you and suddenly they are no longer there, mm-hmm. that's magic. Yeah. But from their end, it's... Absolutely science. It
4: was teleportation.
1: This is something we do all the time. We've got it down. We know how this works. We don't, as the people watching right. the series, nor as the people on the planet, but as those of us watching the series and suspending our disbelief, we say, oh, yeah, that's science. When those people down on the planet don't have that benefit. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think about X-Men. We think it's magic because we don't know. But if we're willing to suspend our disbelief that it's science because it's a mutation in their blood.
0: I thought that the X-Men that. were like mutated on a molecular level. No, I didn't DNA. think it was like DNA. I thought it was like their atoms were somehow different than.
1: Because of the I DNA. thought you could tell. Because of the DNA? By oh, a yes. blood yeah. sample. I don't know all the details
0: of the X-Men. I'm but pretty sure it was DNA. Okay. Well, never mind.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, thought, I thought you could tell by a blood sample if they were a mutant. Am yes. I wrong? I don't
4: know.
1: Well, um, I mean, that's the definition of mutant. You've
3: what? been mutated,
4: mm-hmm.
3: which means your DNA is mutated, and mm-hmm. they are different from humans, By the way,
2: yes, I don't think we need to get into that here. No, though. we don't. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I think comic. I think that comic books should just be a genre, just because it just is everything. It's like. There's too much mix and match going on. You can't. Mm-hmm. You and that's can't. why
3: I don't read comics. I wait for them to come out as cartoons or movies. Well, actually, I think that's why superhero <laughs>
0: superhero is a genre. Yeah. Because it just incorporates anything that's right. like that. Like mm-hmm. you've got Doctor Strange, which is magic. magic. And then you've got, you know, everything else.
1: <gasps>
3: well, is Doctor
1: you- Who considered a superhero? Mm, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Denise is contemplating. Mm. She's I'm looking up about to the, the
2: right. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Oh, no. He does travel through time and space, saving people in worlds. unimaginable ways. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that reminds me of, of that TV show from way back that y'all probably don't even know about. Quantum Leap with yeah. Scott Bakula. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and there was some science there because it was a computer that, that managed to send him places but it was all about saving people and fixing things mm-hmm. that had gone wrong not in science but in you know people's lives and all that kind of thing so oh well
2: because quantum is in the name did it have to do uh-huh. with quantum
1: physics well sure well he <laughs> and was, if he was like, a quantum physicist or yeah. something I and think. if
3: you recall um the whole image in, in the beginning, where it, in the intro, is uh-huh. him in uh, this opal-colored lycra bodysuit thing, and yep. there's lots of wind. <laughs> oh,
1: well, it looks yeah. very sciencey. Clearly, science. <laughs> okay. Clearly, science. There. <laughs> well, and and you had the the hologram of the guy who mm-hmm. is his helper, whose name I don't recall. Yeah, he was the best part. He's funny. The the hologram. <laughs> So that's science. Yeah, of course,
4: holograms are science. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, (laughs) were we going to talk about Firefly? Were we? Firefly. Were we? It's a
3: space western.
1: It is. So it encompasses three
3: genres. Fantasy, science fiction, and western. (laughs) So it had everything.
1: (laughs) And Chinese language. It's a (laughs) verticopia. a cornucopia a tv cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all we need to say that's
4: okay. i think that so all I, mean, I, I don't think
0: we're
2: arguing at all about fireball <laughs> no, we're not to it.
0: can we do we all agree that it's good yeah. Yeah. yes well, then, it fits into
3: the umbrella
1: <laughs> we'll allow it although i will say when i went to firefly trivia they they were asking questions that you had to have read background stuff about it rather than just that you would get watching it, uh-huh. which I thought was way out of line. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. Yeah, because you're yeah, not a fanatic fan. I'm not that kind of fan. I will watch it over and over, but you're I'm not, not a firefly. Read everything that's yeah. out online about it, because that's crazy. Mm-hmm.
2: Or having to read the comic books or all that background stuff. I mean,
1: that's just... Oh, and that's just nuts. Yeah, Yeah. the only reason they're there is because of the popularity of Mm -hmm. the TV show. They didn't precede it. They're not... They're not canon. They're not canon. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's a Firefly canon. Well, there probably is. Does it, ha- does it have a canon? It, no.
3: It has to.
0: Fire, yeah, no, this, it has no weapons. The Serenity yeah. had yeah. no weapon systems. That's right. So it's not canon.
1: <laughs> Y'all are horrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: first
2: season, the only season, is canon. Yes. That's, that's right. It. And
4: the movie, I right. guess. So Actually, <laughs>
3: we can debate whether that's canon or not because they kill <laughs> off... Alan Tudyk's character, and I am unhappy with that. Spoiler.
4: Wash? Spoiler. Wash. (laughs) They (laughs)
3: killed Wash with a giant toothpick.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And they
0: killed Shepard Book.
1: Yes, they did.
3: Yeah, that's okay. Uh, (laughs) I liked I liked the actor. I didn't always like the character.
1: (laughs) He was great. He was fodder. I never <laughs> married. It just cracks me up. <laughs> hey, Grandpa, you wanna you wanna go with us? Oh yeah that's, mar- yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I like his hair. Oh yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Which which episode was that? His Scanned hair. He's, uh, he he undid his hair and she
0: runs She's off screaming. Yeah. And she was traumatized for the <laughs> rest of the episode, right. like hiding in places like yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah, <it> just
4: <laughs>
0: can't. It's hilarious.
4: It's hilarious.
0: Good times. I yeah. like how he when he when they're going in to raid that place and he starts shooting people and they're like, I thought the Bible said something about about that. He's like, It's a little fuzzy on kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> no, Thou shalt,
1: so
2: no, shalt not kill,
0: but it's a little fuzzy on kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so who's your favorite character?
4: From Firefly? Yeah.
3: I would say Washburn.
2: Okay. I love Zoe.
1: Right. She's funny.
2: Yeah, she's great. It's okay to love Mal. Everybody loves Mal. Too. Yeah, everybody
0: loves Mal. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really like I like Shepard Book. I think he. Has, I would have liked to have lot, learned a lot more about mm-hmm. his backstory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought they yeah, killed him off too to be, quickly, and that's part of why something. I don't like him. Yeah, that, that makes sense. You don't
3: know anything about him a whole lot. Well, they but didn't they, they knew they weren't going to get a chance tidbits. to tell those backstories. Right. Yeah. So
1: kill him off doesn't matter. We don't get to find out. Oh. That's not how I think about I it. No, but I that's th- think they that's such a horrible well, phrase.
3: Kill them off. It doesn't matter. We don't care. It, we're never going to know. And it's so sad.
2: It is sad. You're right. But Joss Whedon loves to do that. He loves to kill off
1: characters that people love. Mm. He's a Joss racist. Whedon. George R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. They could have drinks. Yep.
2: Yeah,
0: and then come up with some terrible concept where everybody dies.
1: Killing off everybody. Mm.
2: I mean, that's pretty much the only reason Wash died. Why not? They should have flown off it it was into the sun, sea.
3: <laughs> Why didn't they kill his wife? I don't like her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I take that back. I liked her. I don't know that I always liked the actress playing her. Hmm. I thought she was a little stiff. Oh, I liked her. I thought
2: that's yeah, yeah it's just the character. Yeah, eh. I love
1: Zoe. So
3: no, mostly I think my angst comes from it only had one season, mm-hmm. and they killed off my favorite character,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and you don't get to see Jane with his, more of his redemptive arc. I mean, he was uh, a, he was he was consistently a jerk mm-hmm. all the way through, and even in Firefly, but. But uh, in, in the movie, but even though he was a consistently a jerk, he was kind of an honorable jerk,
0: mm-hmm. kind of. Mm. Mm. Until he, the money got too good,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even but <laughs> in yeah, the end, he bet. still didn't sell everybody out, yeah. Yeah. And he could have. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: He tried really hard.
3: He tried hard <laughs> to sell them out, but he never did. <laughs> well, ex- after after the the blue hands,
0: mm-hmm. he
3: sold him out for the blue hands. But then after that. Is
0: it the blue hands? Two by two hands of blue. Yeah, two
3: by two hands of blue.
0: <laughs> All right. I think
3: we're
4: winding down.
0: I think yeah. this turned into a, a Firefly slash Serenity conversation. Yep. We've completely departed. As it was
1: always meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you've enjoyed this part two of our science fiction Did you fantasy. tell us which one was your favorite character? Oh, I did not tell us. First. Oh. Did I? Good huh? catch, Mal. Yes. It's. It's it's tough after that. Yeah.
3: Is Mal your favorite character, or yes. is
1: Nathan Fillion your favorite sci-fi actor? Could be either one. Mm-hmm. Could be. If you've ever been in my office. Could we have had a Mal
3: without Nathan Fillion? No. No. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> no.
1: Absolutely. I think the casting in that show was, yeah,
4: incredible. Oh mm-hmm. right, yes, yeah.
1: on. Some of those people, you know, had had backgrounds in in film. Some of those people were from nowhere, mm-hmm. and they were all just... They just fit together, even yeah. if even if you may not yeah. like
3: any individual performances on any individual episode. Yeah. They still worked well together. They did.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. All right. And so, so
1: now, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed <laughs> part two of our science fiction discussion. Quick, everybody. Of the long overdue podcast. Start up again. From Decatur Public Library, Decatur, Texas. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Bye.